Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Wednesdays with Will. Uh, what up? Um, what a weekend it was. Uh, we just wrapped up Labor Day weekend. I uh, ended up going to Gatlinburg, Tennessee with a bunch of friends and buddies of mine. Um, and yeah, had an absolute blast. Rented out this absolutely gorgeous cabin. Uh, we saw the bears. We went hiking. Um, hot tubbing, moonshine tasting, uh, partying, drinking. I mean, you name it, we did it. Uh, it was an absolute blast. And uh, the views, uh, as many of you probably saw on my Instagram, were gorgeous. Um, and I, I would definitely uh, try to find time to go back and uh, experience it again. Or at least just stay in a cabin. Um, that was well worth it. So, uh, anyways, we're going to hop into today's conversation. Uh, today's whole podcast one is going to be about uh when i had somebody uh sort of leave me a message and wanted me to sort of answer this but they wanted to know what was my life and health like before cancer and what was my uh what was the change i i think i talk about that a lot like all oh, this will that was before cancer but what was like my life actually like what was i like health wise what was my routines and stuff like that i've talked about it before on some of my videos but i want to dive a little bit deeper into that and then I also just want to dive into a topic that was brought up to me by uh, my current, uh, well, I have many mentors, teachers, but um, yeah, I want to bring up a topic that I actually brought up on my LinkedIn post today. So it'll be about me and uh, sorting, allowing myself to live my 21-year-old uh, self uh, at some point and giving myself permission to do that. So let's hop into the conversation. I know I'm already talking your ear off, so I'm excited to do this. Uh, let's hop in. So just like last uh, podcast, I want to start off with gratitudes and affirmations first. So let's hit those real quick. Uh, first gratitude was that we got home safely uh, and I traveled safely. Uh, our car ride that was supposed to be six, uh, six and a half hours turned out to be like eight to 10 hours just because of traffic and everything else going on. But nonetheless, I am excited and grateful that I was able to get home last night and sleep in my own bed, uh, safely and soundly. So shout out to my friend and Tristan for hooking that up, uh, and driving. Uh, I did my fair share, uh, trying to pay for gas, stuff like that, helping him any way I could, but, uh, really appreciated that. Two, uh, I'm really grateful uh, for my grandmother, actually. Um, I texted my grandma yesterday uh, some pictures of my Gatlinburg trip and stuff like that, some of the scenery and everything, uh, and just texted her and thanked her for uh, showing me growing up as a kid to appreciate, you know, different cultures, different experiences, different areas, etc., um, and making sure that I spend time looking at, you know, nature and the beautiful things of life. Her and my grandpa did a really great job of that. And I am really appreciative of that because it made me appreciate my entire trip 900 times more. Uh, other than the fact that I'm still alive today. <laughs> uh, and then I guess, so that's, that's two gratitudes. Uh, one more gratitude would probably just be, um, I've been very grateful for the energy that I've had lately. Uh, I don't know where it's coming from or where it went and now has come back or what's going on, but my energy lately, I, I've felt very strong. And like this morning, even though we got back at like, you know, nine or 10 last night, uh, waking up, woke up at five, worked out, ran, you know, did my thing and, and got back in the office by seven and, and have had a stellar day today. So, I cannot be uh, more happy about that. So those would be my gratitudes, my affirmations. 
Uh, my affirmations I'll repeat today are going to be, um, one, I am disciplined and focused. I am disciplined and focused. Two, uh, the second affirmation for today, let's do, um, I protect my energy. I protect my energy. And number three, the third affirmation I want to set in motion is, okay, those are both kind of like life-wise. Maybe let's do, um, let's do, I am intentional about spending time by myself in quiet. So making sure I'm spending time with myself in quiet, alone, being able to hear my own thoughts, etc. Okay, let's dive into this conversation. First things first, uh, the question I got, I'll reiterate it again here really quickly, was, Will, what was your health and life like before cancer? Can you give us a clue in on what that was like so we have a better understanding of where you're coming from uh, when you do do these podcasts? It was a great question. Um, and I want to acknowledge that. So thank you for, uh, the friend that sent me that. Um, and I'll just start with this first. So before I was sick, my health and life, uh, I don't even know how to explain it other than probably, uh, I always joke about myself being the douchebag will, but, uh, probably some heavy narcissism, um, probably a very big ego, uh, full of myself, uh, I guess this is more mental, emotional, but physically health-wise, uh, very, very focused on my physical health, very, very focused on my body shape, um, and I had grown up, my entire life I've grown up with people telling me I'm skinny, telling me I'm too skinny, telling me I need to gain weight, telling me I need to put on weight, telling me I'm skin and bones, telling me, you know, XXXX, continue to like, just a bunch of bullshit. Um, which I think was, uh, in effect almost as, I guess, uh, damaging as someone repeatedly telling you you're fat. Um, because it, it would make me so upset that I just got obsessed with how I looked and gaining weight and making sure I was putting on weight and gaining muscle to the point where I was, uh, immensely strong. Um, I, I was not only doing the track, uh, when I was doing track my freshman, sophomore and junior year of college. Uh, and doing triple long and high jump, obviously all the cardio that I was doing that weights and lifting and eating and protein and protein and pro like all of that. Right. Um, but additionally doing CrossFit as well. Uh, when I got into CrossFit, I mean, I was waking up at 5am going to those workouts, um, lifting heavy, uh, and doing the Olympic lifts. And I got beefy, quite frankly. Uh, I was a monster. Um, at least in my eyes, I was, I was the biggest I'd ever been. Uh, I was the strongest and had the most, like, I would say strength to power. So like, you know, you have, you have like your, your power lifters and stuff like that, but just did like in a base level for me, it was not just bodybuilding. It was a, it was a strong, I had strength too, which I was really, really happy about. But I mean, I, I probably weighed 180. My goal was like 190. Um, and, or I was probably like 185, 190, I think is where I was at. And I mean, I, I don't know how else to explain myself other than just like a meathead and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was trimmed up and uh, this is, you got to keep in mind, this is also a time in my life where I got into like the modeling stuff. 
So I, there were photographers that reached out, wanted to do some, you know, photography and everything like that. And then I ended up signing a modeling contract um, with this, this small, uh, I don't even know what you call it, uh, brokerage, this small agency called Scene. And it was, it was okay. I, had a, I, had a, I loved the people that I met. I will say that. I, I really liked that experience and I loved the people that I met. Uh, but as like a model, I really didn't go all into that sort of lifestyle, I guess. I wasn't like, I just did it, I think, because I thought it was cool and I thought it was a way to get free Instagram pictures taken, if I'm being a thousand percent honest, which is a pretty (laughs) unfulfilling feeling. I'll tell you that right now. Um... If you scroll back through my Instagram, you can kind of see, you can watch my the phase of my sort of life shift. If you scroll back, you'll notice that I have a lot of pictures alone, a lot of selfies and stuff like that um, during my modeling years and times. Um, and then it kind of shifts into really being heavily focused on the people around me and the groups of people that I'm with, et cetera, and, and other things that are important. And I, I really do think, you know, social media is a great way to gauge where people are sort of at with their mental health. And this may be a hot take, but I'm sorry. If, you, if you're like, if your Instagram is just, or like your social media is full of your fucking face, I'm sorry. But uh, you, there's, there's something you're seeking there that's just not going to be there. I'm sorry. Uh, and I only say that because I experienced it myself and I apologize for my language. And, you know, if that is hitting people in the, in the wrong area, um, I apologize for that, but, uh, just take it from me. Um, I personally was seeking a lot of attention from that. I was seeking, uh, something to fill a void inside of me, which was just a lot of lack, a lot of lack of self-love for myself. I was seeking the attention of others. I was seeking the approval of others. I was seeking anything that would give me a reason to continue uh, the sort of uh, story I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough um, and that I could never be good enough. And I was looking for people to fill that void temporarily only to find myself just as alone and uh, dis, I would say discontent as I once was, as I started. So it was a very, uh, sucky road, but, and you know, that's another blessing of the entire cancer experience, right? I was forced to freaking shed my ego. I had to shed my identity, literally killed that, um, mf right? And had to come up with a new one. And, uh, it's pretty hard to walk any, it's hard to maintain sort of dignity and things like that, or your ego attempts to maintain the dignity, you know, when something happens. But really, I, I just had to let go of all that shit. I, I my body, I, I got to realize and accept it's never going to be the same. I have nerve damage. I have issues with mobility. I have scars. I have, you know, issues all over, right? And uh, my, I got a pacemaker, right? I'm never going to get back to that. I'm never going to be able to, uh, and I shouldn't say never. I really shouldn't say that. Uh, 
I think it's that I'm never going to get back to that. When I say never, it's because I don't want to get back to that. I don't want to be in a position where I'm so self-obsessed with my image that I can't, I, I, I literally am just so self-absorbed that I can't care about others, that I'm not helping others, that I'm not focused on others. Just because it, it's just so empty. It's so empty feeling. Um, so that's what I would say about that. I really just don't ever want to go back to that, I think. Uh, I would rather do what I'm doing now, uh, make sure, making sure that I'm active, but not, I mean, I would spend two to three, four hours in the gym, right? And that's on top of the practices that I was doing and stuff for track and like ridiculous. Oh my gosh. It's like every time I looked in the mirror, I had to look at myself like that's, or like take off my shirt. I had to find every opportunity to take off my shirt. Oh my God. Like. I run every morning right now. I'd never take off my shirt anymore because I just, I just, I don't see a reason to do that. So, and I'm not saying taking off your shirt is a direct inclination of you doing that. I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you guys that that is what I thought. That is what I felt. That is what I was doing in my head. That was my thought process. Oh my goodness, I should take off my shirt. What if someone, you know, gives me a nice honk on my jog by, like, cat calls me. Wow. I'm going to be quite frank. I think that maybe happened once ever, but realistically speaking, it's just, it's crazy how we can think like that. Right. Um, but I was full scent. I did that. I did that shit. I'll be straight up. (laughs) Um, sometimes you just got to be honest. You just got to be honest with yourself and the world. And yeah, I'm not proud of it. Um, I am proud. You know what I am proud of, though? I am proud of the discipline, the focus that I had. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get the discipline that I had back. That was impressive. When I and and when I say I mean discipline, I mean discipline on eating, discipline on sleep, discipline on reading. I would I was literally sacrificing any and every little thing to make sure I was completely focused on myself, Uh, almost to a fault, like I was saying, right? So. Um, I, I just, I really am proud or yeah, I would say I'm proud of the character skills that I was able to develop in that time because obviously those still affect me today, right? I still have my discipline. I still have uh, a lot of the focus and effort that I put into the things that I do, uh, has remained, but, uh, yeah, I would just say that it is a, um, a little bit of a more, uh, I think I'm a more of a wholesome person, more genuine um, regarding everything I have going on. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think I, uh, kind of learned a thing or two, but, um, I think I also have that fear that I'm lying to myself now these days. Right. And I think that that is more or less, uh, fear of that sort of ego and drive and issue returning. Like, I don't want that to return. It was not fun. Uh, but anyways, that was kind of what I was like health-wise. I mean, I was your guy that ate all his vegetables. Um, every morning I would eat uh, two cups of oatmeal, eggs, spinach, and a kiwi in my fraternity house kitchen. Um, that would be first breakfast. And then I'd come out, I would eat uh, a second bowl of oatmeal, uh, walnuts, uh, banana, a bagel, and something else. I forget. Probably a protein shake. Um, and then I was walking into uh, granola bars for a snack between classes, heavy lunch, 
um, snacks uh, before practice, uh, dinner, heavy dinner, and then making sure I was eating multiple times before bed. So whether that was a bowl of cereal or granola bars or XYZ, making sure I was eating all of that food. It was actually pretty ridiculous now that I think about it. Um, I calculated the calories that my body was consuming on a daily average. Um, with all the exercise that I was doing, it wouldn't have been surprising if I was knocking out about 5K calories a day, four to 5,000 calories a day in the amount of exercise I was doing um, and walking and everything else. Um, just, you know, your natural metabolism, et cetera. So pretty crazy time of my life health-wise. Um, I would say that it was the best shape I've ever been in physically, um, but I was in the worst shape mentally I've ever been in. So um, not too proud of that uh, aspect. But uh, moving forward, I wanted to briefly talk about you know what I talked on my LinkedIn post uh, today uh, about, which was this idea that I need to give myself permission to live my 21-year-old self. Uh, as many of you no uh, cancer thing. Oh, here we go again. Right. Um, was diagnosed when I turned 21 years old, um, with the leukemia. And then for those three years, I was practically confined to a hospital room, you know, in a hospital bed. And, uh, if you think that for any reason that that would be a good time to finally have time alone like that, it was obviously I got a lot of time to think a lot of time to reflect a lot of time to, uh, <laughs> fucking be in pain and stuff. But, um, I mean, even though with that all, I, I will say uh, it was like solitary confinement sometimes. And I mentioned that in my post as well. It's just like, it is, uh, it'll, it'll drive you nuts. I think that's why I did the TikTok. That's why I tried to find creative outlets. It's why I tried to talk to people. Um, you find yourself, uh, learning a lot about yourself. So anyways, my, my, I'm going to call him my teacher. He'll probably get a kick out of this if he ever listens, but I doubt he will. Um, he, uh, he pretty much told me, have you given your, he asked me, have you given your permission to yourself to live like you're 21 or, uh, have you given yourself permission to, you know, feel those feelings, right. And sort of live that, uh, life. And I have not quite frankly, and I'm not necessarily saying what is there, you know, what is living like I'm 21 look like? I'm not talking about booze benders and drugs and sex. Um, I'm talking about all the stuff that I remembered having FOMO for when I was 21. I remember all the weddings that I missed, all the concerts that I wanted to go to so badly that everyone was going to. I remember just begging. I, I don't know if anyone else likes this, but I love a good country concert with just like some friends and singing all the songs and all that stuff. I love that. Like, that is so fun when it's just, like, warm, kind of humid uh, and sticky. Oh, I love that type of stuff. And the concerts, like I said, the weddings, the the sports events, the little parties, the get-togethers, um, all of it. I had so much FOMO for all that little fun stuff that everybody was doing. And, uh, yeah, chose to try to, um, or I want to try to do that stuff now. And I have been. Uh, so far. Well, at least this past month I have, uh, since I recognized this issue, but, um, like I went to my friend Brady's Reading and then I had uh, a trip, a trip to Gatlinburg. And then this weekend I am flying quickly back to Nebraska for my friend Michael's wedding. Um, and then I'll fly back here, uh, to, to do my stuff. But, you know, 
I think a, a lot of it has given just me a lot of energy. Maybe that's where the energy is coming from that I talked about at the beginning um, and being grateful for that. I mean, just, you know, living, right? Uh, experiencing. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's uh, so rewarding and it feels so good to do a lot of this stuff. Um, and I've also had a lot of opportunities to give back as well which has been, I've been really pleased with. And I'm actually just remembering some stuff that I need to look into um, for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. But yeah, opportunities to give back, I think. And I had a conversation with my therapist about this. And he's like, remember that opportunities to give back are opportunities to thank the universe for, and you know, universe, whatever you believe, right? Thank God, thank uh, Buddha, whatever you believe. Thank the universe for, in my situation, the second chance I was given, right? So um, it's an opportunity to give back for uh, what I've learned, give back for the wisdom I've gained, give back for my experience. Um, and you might be thinking, like, why would you want to give back for an experience that caused you so much, you know, uh, so many issues and pain and et cetera? It's just like, when I look back at it, I mean, come on right? Like the, the, that's an experience that has, it will transform the rest of my life. And I know part of me is like trying to get away from it, but the other part of me wants me to hold on to it, hold on to that story and keep telling it. I, I, I will say, and I don't know if I should feel this way, but sometimes I feel guilty or Sometimes I feel like I'm annoying others or bothering people when I tell my story or speak about it, even if they've never heard it before. I just don't know whether it's something that I should continue to share. Um, but I continue to do it anyways. And um, I'd say I'm proud of it. And yeah. I know it kind of makes up a big chunk of who I am, um, and it's really developed me, but <clears throat> yeah, I just don't really know. I, I think my relationship with my story is just a little awkward right now, and we're trying to work through it. <laughs> we, need to, <laughs> we need to have the DTR talk. We need to define the relationship <laughs> um, uh, together, so maybe I'll do that, but that's all I got. Uh, thank you all for listening. I know this is a little bit longer episode, but I appreciate you. Um, wishing you all well, be well this week. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, stay healthy, uh, be smart. And, um, as always, peace and love.